0: forget. So if you were following along in the uh, scripture reading today, you might have been thinking, man, that was kind of weird. It kind of jumps around through chapter 13. I thought about reading it, the whole part of it, but then I thought, man, it would be here a long time. So instead, Matt took up that time at the beginning of the last song. I thought he was going to launch into a sermon there. It's good to be friends and we get to tease each other a little bit. So we're going to be in, uh, in, in uh, Joshua chapter 14 uh, and verse 6. I think they might be showing up up there. And uh, let's, let's read that together. We're going to go through 6 through 14. Then the people of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal. And Caleb the son of Jephunneh... I, I can't pronounce that word. The Ken- Zid- Kenizzite said to him, you know, "You know, I look at some of these names and I think, I missed an opportunity in naming my children. <laughs> you know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God in Kadesh Barnea, concerning you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. But my brothers who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Yet I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day saying, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever." because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, just as he said. These 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel walked in the wilderness, and now behold, I am this day 85 years old. I'm still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as as my strength was then for war and for going in and for coming. So now, give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day how the Anakim were there with great fortified cities. It may be... That the Lord will be with me, and I shall drive them out, just as the Lord said. Then Joshua blessed him and gave him Hebron, and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of I'm not going to try it again, for an inheritance. Therefore, Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. tried it again, the Kenizzite to this day, because he wholly followed the lord the god of israel let's bow for prayer father as we as we read through these verses as we ponder what they are saying and 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 the history that went before lord i pray that you would fill our hearts with what that means to follow the lord holy with my whole self every day thank you in your great name amen so after the 40 years in the wilderness um, the children of israel came up to um, i'm on the wrong place no Um, moses sent 12 spies into the promised land one from each tribe i didn't list them all because the one that i want to talk about is caleb and caleb was there from Judah. They were supposed to search out the land, they were supposed to look at what what was being produced, bring some back, and also to scope out the inhabitants. Were they strong or weak? Were there a lot of them or not too many? And where did they live? Were they living in camps? Or were they living in fortified cities? And 40 days later, they returned to Moses and they told him what they saw. The land is flowing with milk and honey. Pretty glowing terms, right? And they brought back with them, among other types of produce, a single cluster of grapes that had to be attached to a staff and it was too heavy for one man to carry and two men... Had to carry that staff with, I mean, how big is that? How many grapes is that? And, and that's what they did. They were bringing it all back, and it was all good. It would look great. And I can just think in my, in my mind wouldn't that be enough to say, just go get it? It's what the Lord said. But when their story turned sour, when they talked about the people of the land, It was full of powerful, strong, trained warriors. And there were giants there. Those are the Anakim. So 11 of the spies, they chickened out. They will never, we will never take them. They're too much for us. They were afraid. No, I would say they were petrified after all God had done for them in the wilderness, delivering them from Egypt in miraculous ways, seeing Pharaoh and his whole army drown in the, in the Red Sea, after all of the, the battles that they fought, after all of the struggles that they had that God always supplied, after all He had done, they decided to carry on in Israel's history of unbelief. How many times does God have to prove himself to us to believe? How many times does God have to prove himself to us for us to trust that even on the worst of days, God's got this? And there are really tough days. They really are. I have been known to say that there are no bad days. There are only really good days and there are some really very ugly hard days. And we know what some of those are like. And yet God is saying on those days too, will you trust me even in this? Because no matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult, He will not waste it. He will use it for us and he very likely will use it for others. Eleven spies denied it. They said, no way. And their testimony caused the whole nation, their hearts to melt. And they turned, get this now, they turned an 11-day journey. That's what it took to get from Egypt to the border of the promised land. They turned an 11-day journey into 40 years. And during that 40 years, everyone who was over the age of 20 on that day when they denied the Lord, every single one of them died except Caleb and Joshua, who was the leader of those 12 spies as they went in. They all died in the wilderness over that period of 40 years because they refused to believe in the Lord who had so miraculously delivered them time and time again. But because Caleb trusted God, God promised him a portion of the land It is now 45 years later. Caleb is still alive, just as the Lord had promised. The wilderness journey was behind him, and the conquest was nearly over. So there was 40 years in the wilderness, and there were five years in the conquest, and God had delivered and prepared and sustained them through all of it. And he would have done 40 years earlier. And now it's time to receive the gift that God had promised. At 85 years old, Caleb asked for and received the greatest challenge of his life Give me the high places. Give me the fortified cities. Give me the giants. And it may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall drive them out just as the Lord has said. Just as the Lord has said. Over all that time, Caleb got it. He got it that God is good for his word. That if he says something, it's going to happen. In God's mind, it's already done. He's not waiting for it to be fulfilled. He's God. He lives in a place where there is no time. We're the ones that have to wait things out. I want that one. And if we read, were to read in Joshua chapter 15, we would learn that it actually happened. He drove them out. Now, of course, he didn't do this single-handedly. He was the chief leader of the tribe of Judah. And there were many, many, many of them that had died in the wilderness, but they had children along the way, and so now it is being rebuilt. The tribe is still just as strong and probably stronger than ever. I've often thought about that 40 years, and what a drag that would have been. So hard, waiting, walking, more walking, waiting, 40 years, Um, my mind just won't go there. But like I said earlier, God never wastes anything, and He used that 40 years to build a nation out of Israel, to build warriors out of them, and to give them strength. They walked a lot, every single day, and life was hard. And they put up with it, and they grew strong. And when they crossed the Jordan into the promised land, there were cities that just about died for fear because their reputation had preceded them through all of the other battles that they had fought along the way. This is what God does. He takes the worst possible thing, And he makes us strong. He makes us strong. Yes, I will trust him even in this. Joshua wholly followed the Lord. That wholly is not H-O-L-Y. It is completely, totally. Three times in this short passage of nine verses, God repeats himself and says... He followed the Lord completely, wholly, throughout his whole being. I think it must be important for it to be repeated that many times. But you know, sometimes following the Lord wholly with our whole soul, our whole heart, all of our strength, sometimes it isn't all that easy. You know, in a way, you think, well, great for Caleb, the Lord spared him. But that meant 40 years in the wilderness, and it wasn't God's original plan, and it wasn't Caleb's original plan. And Caleb ended up suffering for things that he didn't do. Has that happened to you? Work, school, friends that aren't friends, all kinds of things Over that 40 years, Caleb watched every single person in his family who was over 20 die in the wilderness because they didn't wholly follow the Lord. Forty years of suffering the consequences of a nation that would not trust, would not follow the Lord, who had demonstrated his love for them and his relentless power to protect them, they said no more. So, did Caleb earn his portion of the land by suffering consequences of sins that were not his own? Did he earn his portion by wholly following the Lord? I mean, that's pretty compelling, right? When no when one else over 20 would stand beside him. Imagine, taking a stand, I will follow the Lord no matter what, and everybody, all of the adults that are around me, and there were 600,000 men. And they were all going to die. And Caleb stood alone. Did he earn it? Because he was more righteous? Because he had more faith? Because he endured the things that he shouldn't have to endure? Deuteronomy 7 says this, It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you. For you were the fewest among peoples. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers, that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh the king. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps his covenant and steadfast love with those who love him. He didn't earn it. He was living out the love of God that was planted in his life by faith. He could have rejected it right along every. every I mean, have you ever been in a crowd? Everybody's going the other way and you say, well, I guess I'll go too. I did that. That was that one time. There are a lot of times. But he wouldn't do it. He knew what the Lord had for him. And the Lord made his promise to him. No longer to the oldest member of his clan, but to him who was 40. I can almost remember back that far. And then in Romans we read this wonderful thing. Romans 8, 31 and 32. What then shall we say? If God is for us, who can be against us? You know, I just have this image in my mind of Paul looking back to this story and saying, who can be against us? Yeah, I might die tomorrow. Something terrible might happen. I might end up suffering the consequences of somebody else's sin. But who can? really can be against me. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him, with Jesus, graciously give us all things? Another promise. Caleb was promised the land. We have been promised all things remarkable promises God is one to be trusted God is one to be followed with our whole heart Jesus was once asked um, what the greatest commandment was and he said you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your strength and with all your might that's what we're talking about an impossible task for me but with a loving, wonderful God who is for me and for you, it'll happen. It really will. Holy following the Lord, it's holy believing, totally trusting, never doubting. You know, Matt was talking about hope and that idea of not just maybe hope, it's firm, definite, I know it's going to happen hope. And there are a lot of things that I don't know about tomorrow. But I do know what my last day is going to be. I will be with Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, I do pray once again that You would fill us with Your love, with Your grace. That You would fill us with faithfulness. And let us too fully follow you. In your name, amen.